Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Well, they are they still going to be called too many men on the ice? Well, it's still men playing the game. <laughs> no, 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 that might not be the pronoun. You insensitive prick. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 125 coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are Stephen Wojtowicz. Can you smell la 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 what Bill Fougere is cooking? On location from Steve's house, it's Nick Larita. Wow. Look at you guys. All bunch of energy. All bunch of energy. Interrupt you here. I just want to uh, wish Corey Schneider nothing but happiness in his retirement why do you have to beat me to the punch because he was my goalie i get to say Ugh. but they are devoting all their energy to this game both teams off the tie-up it is fair but it came back to yandel Goodbye to Derek Stepan. Congratulations on your retirement. Uh, that 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 sound clip still gives me chills. By the way, why didn't Even Doc did say? Why didn't he say Stepan has broken the tie? I thought that was his trademark. No, no, that was that was the that was Game Seven overtime goal. That's what sent the Rangers to play Tampa, in which uh, yeah, I understand what it lost. was, and he broke the tie. Yeah, but it wasn't regulation. That like ended the game. So I I, I get what you're saying. I uh, I wanted to jump in and wish Corey Schneider the happiness in retirement so I could take off that jersey because it's so hot in my house right now. <laughs> Why is it so hot in your house? Because it's unseasonably warm in New Jersey. Really? And, yeah. It, it is was... for the record, it's it's nice and cool down here. Yeah, so. well, we just dropped the air conditioning in a 75, so it should be. Ooh. You don't want to know what I get my AC at. No, I do. I imagine you furry creatures. You like it cold. Sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. nice. What a sexy number. Like the sexual position. That. That's awesome. Now something monumental has happened. Ooh. Derek, I mean, retired. I mean, bigger news than anything that's going on in the world today this is a little overblown i don't think it's overboard steven wojtowicz is now a rangers fan and settle. we have pictures settle. to Let's prove go. it settle down settle wow. huge down. mark messier fan apparently oh, you I know funny that you bring that up right so for those of you listening at home i made good on my bet I wore a Rangers jersey while photographing one of Casey's hockey games. So apparently Nick gets nothing out of this rewarding at all. Bill got pictures of his son. Tom gets to see me in a Rangers jersey. Nick didn't get anything. That's all fine. But Nick won, if I remember correctly. Right, exactly. Congratulations, (laughs) you won, you get nothing. Um, (laughs) So I, I wore the Messier jersey to take the pictures. Uh this was a bet similar to when Tom had to mow my lawn wearing a devil's jersey. 
Um, I just I wanted to mention that because I feel it's really funny that we both had to wear a jersey of a legendary number 11. Yeah, legend Jim Dowd was a legendary um, number. It 11. was Steve Sullivan. Oh, what's the difference? Seriously, what's the fucking difference between those two players? It was a jersey you didn't mind going out and someone mowing your lawn in. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That's the only reason I had that fucking jersey on. But yes, but, uh, I made good. But, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. There are photos. We have oh, to yeah. send them to the marketing team. No, no, that I did. We did post them. If you do, if you want to see them, go to my uh, Twitter handle, Tom Harkden. Uh, on Twitter or to go our to personal... our friends and rivals, friends underscore rivals on on the Twix and uh, to see those pictures of Steve in a beautiful 1990 mid 90s home Rangers jersey. It was it was a glorious sight. And uh, might awful. I say you looked stellar in the Terrible. red, white and blue. It was awful. You looked stellar. Awful. It was. There was not a smile Every... to be had the whole night. Oh, no, you smile. There's a video. There's a video that we should learn to figure out how to post somewhere too. Yeah. Oh no, oh, no. You, you the marketing department the will yeah. the the marketing department will twix the the video as well. Sweet. Fantastic. So uh every year we go through about the majority of the season go, holy shit, that's a fucking rule. So <laughs> we we're uh I, I have in in the uh, interest of nothing fucking going on in the NHL. Um, I decided to look up some new rules for the upcoming season. I, new I, rules. I got to be honest with you. I was unaware that there were any rule changes. There are very few. I must tell you, there are very few, okay. except when it comes to terminology. Ooh. No longer will they be called linesmen. They will be called a lines person. Well, that's because they're this is in the be, NHL rule book probably gonna as be a women, lines person. As there should be. Although they, 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 they want their pronouns. Huh? There are she no like fouls a... anymore. They are infractions. What was a foul? Mm. I, I never heard anybody yeah. talk about it as a foul. It was always a penalty. What the yeah. fuck are you asking me for? So uh, uh, another thing is with illegal sticks. And I think these were, I don't think there was any changes. These were more clarifications than, than anything else. So illegal sticks, um, will be following a measurement that proves you have an illegal stick. Um, when a player has been given a stick by the bench or his teammates, that would, uh, that would be a legal stick. Um, and you cannot play with an opponent's stick. That, that would be an illegal stick. Mm. Interesting. I I kind of like the idea that if you see a, a stick on the ground and both teams have a guy who lost their stick and one's not broken, and they fight Pick over it. it. That, that's great. Hey, recycling. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I always enjoy when someone steals another guy's stick out of his hand and then shoots his goal or something. That's great. Well, now there that's an infraction. Now it's an infraction, Nick. It's not a foul. It's not no, a foul. it's not a foul. God forbid. It's it's just funny. The lines person can can they call that infraction? Uh definitely not. Only the referees. The lines person can only call too many men on the ice. Okay. They're called refer persons. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they are they still going to be called too many men on the ice? 
Well, it's still men playing the game. <laughs> no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, that might not be the pronoun. You insensitive prick. Uh, really? My God, Steve. Holy Jesus. We have to start bleeping Jeez, this shit out. Hitler on our freaking show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, coach's challenge. Um, I did. This is actually something that has been added to the coach's challenge. If a puck um, makes contact with the spectator's net, it is a challenge on a goal. So if okay. they if it goes around and they one of the players sees it hit the net and they're pointing at the net and it comes down and someone scores, that can be challenged. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wasn't challengeable before. That's going to be like one of the hardest things to see, I bet, too, because there's you don't really have cameras focused right. on the nets. Like well, they I, have the overhead cameras, agree. right? That they can that they can see. I don't but know. If, it's I don't know if they go back as far as the net, or do they? They more focus on the goal line. Uh, so maybe small. implementing. Yeah, maybe implementing this new challenge. They're going to put additional they, cameras. Camera. Up. Yeah, you're going to have can't. to. It can't differentiate, like, you know, the puck's right on the blue line, like, you know, crossing over the blue line, if it's offsides or not. You're going to tell me that they can tell if the puck hit a freaking net, like, you know, from a camera that's 100 feet away. This will be yeah. interesting, yeah. I'm curious to see that's them pull good. that off, yeah. By the way, uh, in, in, in reviewing all of these things, I, I was kind of forced to read other rules that were interpreted in the exact rule I was looking in. So I got into the the kicking rule and it's so stupid like if if a player kicks the puck with a distinct kicking motion and it hits off the goaltender or someone on the other team and it goes in the net it's no goal however if they do it with a distinct kicking motion and it goes off the opponent's stick that is a good goal it, there's there's no consistency there, at least for me, because awesome. if, yeah. if you have your stick down by your skate and it accidentally kind of you think it hits your stick, but it actually hits your foot. And that's that's too close. It's too close. There was another rule where I saw where there was an actual interpretation of of something. I wish I, I wrote it down when I maybe I shouldn't even brought it up, <laughs> but because I can't remember what the fuck it was. Too many rules. Um, the last one. Line change on a delayed offside. When an attacking player leaves the ice on a change, um, he when uh, he will be considered cleared when his when both of his skates leave the ice surface. Oh, uh, okay. So if he's still in the zone while there's delayed offsides, and he goes to the bench as soon as both of his skates are off the ice surface, bang, that's when his delay is off is done. So if somebody jumps on in the attacking zone, they're he's good. He, no, he's good. Oh, right. Cause that's because that's clear. The other and player now he jumps off. As right. long as that yeah. player is off prior to him coming on, yeah. he's good to go. Okay. So besides that, everything else was um is the same. So I just wanted to let you guys know. Thanks. We appreciate that. News yeah, day. I mean, we're here. Uh, we're here to make sure everybody has all the information they need. To have a very informed, very enjoyable NHL season. I could not agree with you more. There is one thing that I I, I really hope it's not bullshit, um, but I couldn't verify it on Twix, um, like I wanted to. Um, I looked at Butcher Gross's timeline; and it wasn't on there. Maybe he just wasn't 
twixing tweeting at at the time twixing 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 Um, however on october 24th when everybody plays that night and they're and they're offsetting the games by a half hour Mm -hmm. they are going to be broadcasting a version of nhl red zone and it's going to be called freeze frenzy or something like that to where for like five frozen. hours, like when when a team goes on the power play, they're going to go to it. Um, when the when the when the goalie's pulled or something like that, they're going to just have they're going to have one show. I mean, I guess it's got to be on ESPN, probably ESPN Plus, right? They're not going to put that on the fucking. Oh, yeah, radio. no. Why would they want to? They barely put hockey games that. on ESPN, so I would assume this is on ESPN Plus. But how fucking cool is that going to be? Uh, it sounds great. Yeah, that's going to be. That's going to be really interesting. Like not even, not even, they don't even have to play all fucking every team in one day because how many games is that bill? That's what? 15 games, 15, 16, 17 16. games somewhere, 16, 16 games. So, I mean, even when you get at nights where you have 10 games on and you stagger the starts, I mean, this is, I mean, you have the opportunity to do this a lot more during oh, the, course. why do you even have to stagger the starts? Uh, Because if you start, you know, five games at seven o'clock, they're all going to hit intermission at the same time. And you want to keep that oh, live feed yeah, game right, feed right, going. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, this I is really going to be, I really so this hope gonna they be, do this a lot more. This is going to be perfect for someone like Nick. Oh, 100%. And his ADHD, just so perfect. Oh, yeah. He won't have to focus on one thing. Why only uh, Nick in that conversation? Because sure I wanted to have a little bit. I wanted to pick on him specifically for the, for the moment. <laughs> the red zone is like my favorite. He oh, is no. not like, he has I now consumed speed. two of my sodas, so I'm not very happy right now. <laughs> That's a baby about it. <laughs> I'm gonna Listen, hide them. I, oh, I no. have I have the NHL pa- I have the NFL package this right, year, and I still brand. find myself watching Red Zone more than I do watching individual games. Okay, this is so much fucking better. Is that part of the package or that separate though? Uh, it's there. There would be a package that includes NFL Red Zone, but I don't subscribe to that one because i get red zone with my cable lineup okay mm. so there was no need to pay for pay it extra yeah right so i i that was very i don't again i don't know if this is true or not i'm really fucking hoping it I is i think true. i heard it too and i don't remember where but i think i heard it too so that would be confirmed that's two people that's confirmation He's that would mentioned be- it also to me so uh he probably heard it on the Twix as well. Who did? Casey. Yeah, we're not talking about him tonight. He made us leave. Yeah. yeah. True. So I thought that was, uh, I, I'm very excited about that. I really hope it is a fucking thing. That would be great. Uh, okay, let's go and uh, take a ride on the Metro. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance 
of everyone all preference we're all quick on the inside anyway Nestle quick it does the trick Bill Sidney Crosby in his hometown yeah wasn't that swell yeah, Sydney uh, got to play uh, in Halifax, just which is technically not his hometown, which is Cole Harbor, but uh, just ten minutes uh, from from Cole Harbor, and uh, so it was a uh, his his first time playing there in about sixteen years, I think he said, uh, since the last time the Penguins were there for preseason games. So uh, that was a pretty cool event. Uh, now in the twilight of his career, you know, if certainly if they're going to wait that many years to have him back, then that's going to be the last time he's going to be there. Um, so. They uh they lost to the Senators three nothing, so the sky is falling. Um, this season's a bust, and uh, and everything's over. Um, but actually, so so the so the Jari didn't look good, but you're not going to win as a goaltender if your team's not going to score. Um, the Penguins looked they skated well. They had forty shots on goal. They were they were possessing the puck pretty well. But, you know, it was like one of those things where they were not uh, really getting those great scoring chances. So it was a shutout for uh, Hobby Bullen or whatever the hell that guy's name is. But um, it, it was not a it was not He's a great. Back. It was not a, a you know, he wasn't challenged five, that much. Five, six years. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the Penguins power play looked very flat. Uh, and it's and it's that super ramped up power play now that is featuring both Latang and uh, Carlson. Um, so, uh, it, it might be like, uh, you know, it's gotta be an adjustment They're They're both used to being like the, the guy at the point and there might be too many cooks in the kitchen right now. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, the Penguins are experimenting with having them both out there, which could be a, a benefit if, if one of them drops down and then, and kind of takes that Ovechkin spot, you know what I mean? Like, um, could be that right-handed shot down there. I think Latang especially would excel down there. But uh, I'm not sure that it would work. I, I mean, it was that, that was more Malkin's spot, though, wasn't it? That wasn't he typically one timer from the from the point. Malkin was Malkin was yeah, and but well, that's when they were setting it up toward you know, and if they're setting it up with all these righties on the power play, because one of the forwards they have is Raquel, so they've actually got three righties on the power play. Uh, you know, they, they'd be kind of, I think they'd be moving more toward that one timer from. Uh, yeah, but from that's only until Gensel gets right back, circle. right? Is Gensel back and practicing? I mean, yeah, I know he's not playing games yet. No, he's not. He's not practicing yet. Um, not sure of the timeline for that, but uh, you know, uh, but the the power play, you know, it. I, I just think they got to kind of get a little more time together because they've they've got the personnel and, but it it may ultimately be that you know uh, Latang and Carlson shouldn't really be sharing the ice and maybe Latang becomes that second um, the second unit power play guy because as as it is anyway, you know, Carlson being the big point guy, I mean, he's going to get the. When they're really looking to, for, for the scoring, I think Carlson's the guy. And you, and so when you think about, like, late in the game, the Penguins are trailing, um, you know, Carlson's going to be trying to run that. And when the Penguins are ahead, Latang's definitely going to be out there trying to close the game out defensively. He's the better defensive guy. So I, I think uh, I think their their roles are going to kind of find their own, uh, their own little niches and whatever. And I don't know that being on the power play together is, is how it's going to end up being. But they certainly are giving it a try. Um, you know, you're, but, you're talking uh, about personnel for the Penguins power play. You remember the Penguins power play when they had Lemieux, Yager, Shraka, and Gonchar and Kovalev? Remember that was their five power play people? 
Oh, they've had they've had some good power plays. Oh, over time. Oh. Last season, not so much. It was it was very average uh, last season. But uh, yeah, when you look at this organization over the last uh, thirty years or so, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, really good talent there. Can you name a better five on the power play than that? I don't know. We'll have to maybe we'll make that a top five at some point. What your your, your top, top five, power, five play power plays for your team, yeah. mm. or not for your team, but just in general? Oof, I like so that. in uh, in other Penguins news, and and you know I think this is kind of it, and then we'll we'll move on. They, the Penguins did uh, wave Ty Smith um, <laughs> pretty early in the camp, uh, and and uh, kind of I kind of expected that to be the last of him. I mean that he's making under a million dollars. He's a young guy. Why would thirty one other teams? pass on him and uh 31 other teams did pass on him and uh he's been relegated to to wilkesbury um so, so i just don't know I, the writing might be on the wall for that guy um but i, I do want to remind devil's fans because they're they're so fucking proud of their trade <laughs> i i get you on the trade i get on hextall a lot <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to tell me what a moron hextall was but he wasn't so stupid that that straight up trade was was something that he ever thought was a good idea. It was a salary dump. We we know you won the trade. You got your your second line defenseman for free. Good for you guys. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's it from from Penguin Land. Look, it, it's early. You can't really judge anything in the preseason. No, I'm not really. It's Nothing. Just, no. Nick, Icelanders lose a close one to the Devils? It did, although, you know, I think uh, neither team, I think, had really their defensive core in. So, I mean, it was a lot of goals. Um, a bit of a one of those kind of games where, you know, uh, I was up early. I turned the game, flipped it over to watch the Raid to Giant game and put back and it's like 3-3. Why? Three, three why in- why, would, you, why <laughs> would you watch the Giant game? the fuck out of here yeah it was a terrible decision. somebody offered me free tickets this weekend <laughs> and i'm like no i'm good i'd rather stay the fuck home uh, listen i i did to myself a uh, terrible decision I, it's preseason so you know this is kind of like the, the the problem preseason's only like it's kind of interesting but the aisles have really very few a few opportunities to like change much here the real like if i had a, it's if there's really a story the with the preseason it's just, you know, who's going to be the last guy, the last, the sixth defenseman. Um, right now, it's looking like a few guys it could be. Um, Aho played last year a number of games. Um, we have the kid, uh, oh, sorry, Herpin, just, just gross. <laughs> well, it's because you had your second soda, right? That's the second soda, man. Yeah. Uh, Salo also. Could potentially, but he's likely going to go down. Um, and uh, I'm going to think about the other guy. But uh, anyway, the, the point is that there's a couple guys that are basically not going to be um, eligible for two way. Uh, so they have to make some decisions on how they're going to, you know, figure out who's the sixth and seventh defenseman. Um, if Salah goes down, uh, I'm not sure how that works out because if he's not eligible to go down, how are they going to make that work? But um, similarly, uh, with the forward group, we have, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, who's come back from injury. He's not really penciled in as a, the spot right now. 
And he's also in that same boat. He has to kind of make the team. Um, he'd get picked up if someone if we try to wave him, obviously, and then we're not going to do that. Um, so he's going to be an interesting person to watch. Um, we have a couple spots really open. I mean, obviously, Lee, Horvat, Barzal, Engvall, Nelson, Palmieri are all kind of locked in the top six. Um, Pajot, um, and, uh, yes, this lineup is all screwed up. Pajot, um, Clutterbuck, Martin, Sezikis, um, who am I missing? I'm missing one. Anyway, the point is, like, there's not really, there's only, like, one spot, and it's just going to be very difficult to really figure this out. We picked up Gautier, who's looked pretty good, uh, might be might be a guy who could sneak in there if Walsham doesn't have the doesn't have the uh, the points and everything coming up and look, not looking right. I mean, he's kind of a guy that he just missed a whole you know good chunk of the year last year, so come back from injury. So we'll see. It's kind of like very little. There's no goalies controversy. Sorokin and Varley are going to be one two. So um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, obviously, Devils win. 6-5 in a game that had a lot of offense. Um, Barzal had a couple goals. Horvat scored, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, Nelson had a goal. I, I'm really looking forward to watching Engvall this year. Um, he's literally looking sharp. He's had a few goals in preseason. Um, he's got a shot, man. He's got a nice shot. And if, I think if you're into, ice, into fantasy hockey, he'd be a guy. Him and Nelson would be the two guys I'd be from the aisles to, to pick up because of where they probably would land. You know, Barzal and Horvat are probably higher picks, you know, and they're the, the sexy picks. And maybe they'll do real well this year, but I think Engvall's, like, sneaky good. I just – I liked watching him play last year, and I think he's a good fit. You know, I, I'm not too worried about seven-year deal right now. <laughs> year one of the deal. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's uh, – I like I like watching him. So I think uh, that'll be interesting. Be interesting to see. And the only other thing that I think that's really important to say here is the – Double Isles have started to rotate. They're looking like they may break up Pelican and Pulak um, this year, like intentionally. Um, they've had Pelic with Dobson um, and Romanov with um, Pulak. And I think that might be good uh, to really help both those two. Um, Romanov's still pretty raw in some areas. Um, but, and he's still young. Same with Dobson. And they've really got to, I think, shelter the two of those guys a little more this year than last. So I think that might be more of a permanent move or, or maybe Mayfield comes up, steps up and goes up to one of those two guys um, here and there. But um, I think they have to really figure that out because they did not look great last year together a number of times. And just maybe whatever the reasoning, maybe Lambert's system or maybe it was something to do with just, you know, growing pains and they couldn't get it together. But I think that'll be a, an interesting thing to watch. You know, Nick, for the Rangers, you know, you, you talked a, a, a lot about <clears throat> the two-way contract and that's going to kind of shape the Islanders lineup. And I think it's it, the same thing can be said for the Rangers too, because you got players like Benino, you got players like Pitt, Pitlick and and VZ who are brought in to be those third and fourth line guys uh, who have two way who don't have two way contracts but one way contracts and then you look at at players like Brodzinski and Offman and Cooley so at at this point in time I think Brodzinski has the outside chance to be the thirteenth forward 
for the Rangers and Cooley and Offman both being, you know, one um, first line guys in Hartford. And I think that's better for the development than being stuck on the third and fourth line for, you know, for the, for their, for their first year, if they're going to come up and be, be granted top nine roles um, and be somewhere in those, in that, in that top nine, that's a different story. But if they're just destined for the fourth line because of other players who may not be playing as well, um, not going to mention any names, but you know, I, I don't think that Cooley and Offman have, deserved to be sent down to Hartford. I think they, they, they both have played well and they both both deserve a shot, but this is just the way the lineup plays out. I think you got to give those guys that you signed contracts to an opportunity to play because you know, Offman and Cooley are going to be there for, for the foreseeable future, but, and they also have one way contracts and you don't want to lose those guys to, to waivers, just like, you know, you would with, with someone like maybe Zach Jones or even Ben Harper. Um, you don't want to lose a Jimmy Vesey for nothing. You, those are guys you'd rather trade than uh, put on the waiver wire. But something's going to have to happen because one of those defensemen, either Jones or Harper, uh, is going to have to be sent down to to Hartford. And, and my gut right now tells me that it that it's Ben Harper. Um, just because leaving exposing um, Jones on on the waiver wire, he would get he would get picked up probably pretty quick. And, you know, for the Islander game, the Rangers came out pretty flat for the first two periods. And, um, you know, it was Cooley and Offman that brought them back um, to get really close and, and have an opportunity at the end to, to at least tie up that game. Uh, they had an off day on Sunday, and then they had really hard, long practices on, on, two, on Monday and, and today. Um, so Lafreniere and Brodzinski looks like they're going to be scratches tomorrow night in New Jersey and Cooley and Offman both going to get their, their kind of, I guess, last looks before they get sent down to Hartford and you go with the, you know, the 22, probably 22, 23 players that you want to start the season with um, to finish out that last game against Boston on Thursday. And then, you know, bear down, work on your practices, work on your power play, work on your penalty kill, work on things that you need to do in order to get, prepared for the regular season. But as of right now, I think cooling Offman and Ben Harper are your cuts uh, when it comes down to it, just because of with the two of them, because of their contract status and Harper, just because you'd rather, you, you'd rather expose him than you would with Jones, in my opinion. Um, and then you got quick and Shesterkin. Uh, I, th- I think you got a, a pretty solid team to, uh, to at least start the season with. We'll, we'll see what Benito becomes. He's looked really slow in these games. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what Pitlick is yet. I had I don't know too much about his game, um, but I do know that um, that VZ is, is going to play well. Goudreau is going to play well. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Steven, New Jersey Devils. Similar to Nick and Bill, it's, it's really coming down to who are going to be some of these last guys to make the team. So they sent down Graham Clark today. They gave him every opportunity to make the team uh, out of camp. And he just didn't capitalize on any of the opportunities he had. He had waivers. He, he was waiver eligible. So they sent him down with no risk. So it leaves three interesting names still in the main camp. Um, Nolan foot, Tice Thompson as forwards and cow foot, on defense. Now they're all waiver exempt. So I would assume 
with the two remaining games, we're going to see a lot of those three players to see if one of them does enough to, to earn a spot, or are they going to wait until everybody starts putting players on waivers in hopes that they'll fall through the cracks. I think Nolan foot, especially would be snatched up by somebody. Tice Thompson, maybe just because of the whole, you know, lineage since his brother is, you know, so outstanding. Maybe somebody thinks they'll catch lightning in a bottle with him. Calfoot probably would slip through um, with no worries. They put uh, Calgren, who they acquired from Toronto uh, goaltender, on waivers today. So we'll see if uh, the next couple of days goes by, and or the next day goes by and he makes it down. But you know, again, the 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 first three lines are all set. It's just a matter of, you know, a winger on the fourth line slash an extra forward, and. I know they're probably not going to go with Nemich on defense because they didn't look good last night, like Nick, said, like Nick said, having two really young guys in the lineup on defense. Um, that game was really such a shit show defensively and goalie-wise, but the offense really came to play. The Jack Hughes goal, uh, which was Jesper Bratt, you know, preventing a clearing attempt, and it was just a tic-tac-toe you know, right across the ice two different times. Jack Hughes with the, you know, slap shot from near the goal line, just very impressive. So if they can carry that over into the regular season, it'll be amazing. They're 5-0 and right now in the preseason, two more games left. Um, I just hope it's not going to be a thing where, you know, you shoot your load playing a bunch of sub subgrade talent, and then you get to the regular season and you're shocked seeing a full, uh, a full roster. Um, I just want to wrap it up with uh, congratulations to Jack and Nico, who, according to The Athletic, were voted the second best one-two center combination in the league behind only Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And that, what happened to Malk and Crosby? They were actually they were actually third, believe it or not. <laughs> they still third. Really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, they had... Connor and Leon as generational, obviously only because of Connor McDavid, not really much so because of Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, they listed Jack and Nico as elite, and the next leg level down was a whole bunch of center combinations, including Penguin centers as like you know superstar. Maybe I guess I don't know. They had some stupid name for it. I didn't pay attention because they were below Jack and Nico. Who made this list? The Athletic. Is that okay? No, Still... it's fine. Oh, and this year with their with their listen it, outside of the friends and rivals podcast who make the best top five lists. Oh God, yes. ever. Oh, God. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's not debatable. Um, the top fifty, the 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 top list have been really. I don't know. I don't know. They leave a lot to be desired. Let's just fair say enough. That. Fair enough. In my opinion, that's all. All right, we're going to do our top, speaking of top five lists. The top five again. I just can't wait to do the top five again. The life I love is making top fives with my friends. And I can't wait to do the top five again.
Yeah. Friends and Rivals podcast are going to do our top five. And this one is a special one. This one is a viewer requested one for our little friend, Brian. Um, Thanks for uh, sending in this opportunity to to talk about this list. We'll keep it short uh, or at least try to keep it short. Um, so we'll, we'll say as little as possible. So our top five list today, are top five players who you wish you had their entire career, and they must have at least played one game for your team. Uh, and this list should exclude Wayne Gretzky and Yarmir Yager. So with that, uh, Steve, why don't you lead us off? I will start us off. I have a short list of honorable mentions, Ooh. Uh, honorable mentions, Claude Lemieux, Kyle Palmieri and Stefan Richet. And that will jump right to my number five, Jay, Jason Arnett. Big body nice. center, a line center, just did it all. Stanley Cup clinching goal. Wish he was around longer. All right. I'm looking at you, Bill. You go next. All right. I have 312 honorable mentions. <laughs> actually, no, I actually have a good list of honorable mentions. I can't believe some of these guys aren't on my real list. I do too. Uh, Chris Kunitz, uh, one of my honorable mentions that they uh, had gotten from uh, Anaheim. Um, Bill Guerin, former devil. Uh, liked him quite a bit. Uh, Marion Hossa makes my honorable mentions. Uh, freaking Hall of Famer makes my honorable mentions. Sergey Gonchar. Uh, another uh, very obvious honorable mention uh, for me. Uh, so my number five um, is actually going to be. I got to write this down somewhere. My number five is uh, is the aforementioned Jerome Aginla. Ah, mm, that's a good one. Who, who mentioned one. him already? Oh, I thought I did. No, nobody. Twice. <laughs> my my fault. Alrighty. I'm just thinking up. about it. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. All right. Uh come on. The Alfor the Alfor thought about Jerome McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of honorable mentions. Uh Ryan Smith, uh John Van Beesbrook, Johnny Boychuk, Mark Streit, Thomas Vanek, Jordan Eberly. Mm-hmm. And I really want to put in here, even though he didn't play for us, Tim Thomas. We traded the front of the contract. <laughs> he never, never played for us. Um, no, that was one of the rules. They had to play at least one game. Well, yeah, yeah I know. that's why he's not on the list, Bill. That's the list, and that's uh, yeah, that's why it's I not like he picked a fucking MML MMM fighter or no. fucking a horse. Yeah, really. What's an? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. What's an MMM fighter? Yeah, that one of those guys. They they're they were too short to make the regular MMA. Mixed so they just did the martial fun. arts. Martial arts. Oh, okay. They were just Ooh, fighting oh, over oh, candies. Little, I'm little sorry, candies. little people, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, bring it back. Uh, number five, uh, Lubmir Vizhnovsky. Um, had him for a couple of years, and honestly, he was so much fun to watch. I wish we had him. Wow. He was, he, he was really a fun guy. On the, he was great in the power play, and we really missed that that guy on the power play. Just being able to smoothly bring the puck around, and he was had a sneaky good career. I really I really enjoyed watching him. Wow, Lubavir Vishnovsky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get your pillows, 
set, get ready for a little. <laughs> no, nasty. I do not have eighteen honorable mentions. I only have a handful. Um, and my honorable mentions are Steve Larmer, Marty Straka, Marcus Naslin, Mike Gartner, and Tony Amante. Okay. Those guys I wish were Rangers their entire careers. Uh, speaking of guys, I wish played on the Rangers their entire careers, which is uh, my number five yes. was Sergei Zubov. Mm. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He and Leach for that one glorious, two glorious years made magic on the power play. And I could only imagine that for 10 more years. Where was he acquired from? He was a draft pick. Okay, and so then that... we traded him to Pittsburgh for Ulf Samuelson okay. and Peter Nedved. Or no, Peter Nedved went the other way for Ulf Maybe Samuelson. And I New wasn't Port. 100% clear. It was supposed to be players your team acquired that weren't drafted by your team. Uh, uh, okay, you weren't clear. Okay, my fault. But you're clear. Matter. You're clear. Doesn't matter. You're clear. Okay. Was he clear? Uh, oh, well. He's clear. I'm a rebel. I'm a Nick. I'm a Nick this week. (laughs) Good, good. It's going to be a lot of heat. Number four, acquired from Toronto, Dougie Gilmore. Uh, Because mm. who wouldn't want to watch him play every night? Pretty good player. Oh, is am I up? Yeah, this is this is when you talk. We, we're out of order. Here. Yeah, yeah, this is not normal <laughs> order. But okay, sorry, I go Will. after Steve. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, my number four is uh, Lucky Luke Robitaille. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I got some good ones, man. Yeah, I was I was thinking about putting him on my honorable mentions list. And I should have. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that would be all famer. Six hundred goals. Yeah, I mean, come on. My number four is the missing piece, Butch Goring. Whoa. As he coach, was... like you wish you had him as coach his entire, entire career? Remember, yeah. he did well with the Islanders. He did well with the Islanders. He was the missing piece. <laughs> Once he, they tra- traded for him and they won the four cups. And I mean, you know, he, he had a pretty good, he had a decent. Do you think they would have won more? Is that like. No, nah, they wouldn't want him more. Oh, okay. I just—he's he, just—he's got to be on there. He's got to yeah. be on the list because, I mean, it, even though I get the the idea of this one's a little different, I feel like I gotta I gotta put him on there. That's it's, why it's just that was kind of that was my thinking for Claude too. Like, yeah, came here, won the cup, like, Smythe Trophy. He's got to be on the list. Whoa, was that foreshadowing? Uh, he was one of the honorable mentions, so no. Oh, was not, he? Oh, okay. It's he was <laughs> aforementioned. He, he oh, was sorry. He, he was, was aforementioned. He was sorry. literally <laughs> aforementioned. Claude Lemieux, also a guy that was traded to the Islanders and but never, never played the game, never played. Yeah, he rejected it. He right. He didn't want to play. Yeah, it's like fuck that. Fuck <laughs> Long Island, really? You're going to do that to me? Uh, my my number four, one of my favorite players of all time, Marion Gabrick. Mm. That guy can shoot the fucking puck. And I wish he was a Rangers entire career. Holy shit. I, I kind of wish he was healthier his entire career, too. Well, like, I, I yeah. would agree with that, too. I think he was healthier before he came to the Rangers. Always a what if, that guy. Yeah, but he listen, he scored 40 twice with the Rangers. And and 40 in his first and his first free agent year with the Rangers. 
Not many people do that. Mm. Uh, coming in at number three on my list, current devil, Dougie Hamilton. Good one. Not that he's past his prime by any stretch of the imagination, but he has had quite an illustrious career up to this point. Uh, and I would have, I think he would have been a fan, even more of a fan favorite if he had been with the team the whole time. And so my number three, and my hope, my my top four, or really even before I was a Penguins fan, but I get to go back and pretend that I was back then anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, my my number three, the the top three are ridiculous. My number three is uh, Paul Coffey. Yeah, he was pretty good, I guess. He was decent, if you like that thing, nice. that kind of thing. Go, Nick. Oh, it's me. Yes. No. You oh, and shit. Bill, what the fuck is wrong with you two? We're out of order. This is what do you mean you're out of up. order? This whole case is out of order. order. God damn it. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Tom, like it's your turn. <laughs> Number three on my list, Roman Hammerlick. Um, not like, I, I listen, I don't fucking Paul Coffey is my number three. I just want to put that out there. Uh, the, the, the difference in who the Isles traded for the Penguins very different uh, in their illustrious careers, but Roman Hamlick was just immediately solidified the Isles defense as soon as he came on on the, on the team was fantastic. Uh, just did everything we needed him to do, and um, I wish we had him for his whole career. He was he was awesome uh, when he was here, and um, it just changed the whole whole entire dynamic of the team. And uh, during that that kind of like resurgence when Wang came on and and started you know. Letting uh, Millbury go wild with the money. Just so the name just the name alone. Yeah, Hammerlick's awesome. Yeah, sounds fucking great. You mean Rangers great Roman Hammerlick, right? <laughs> He's going to be on Tom's list, I think, too. At, at some point. no, but you know what? I will put my top three up against Bill's top three. Ooh, wow! I think I could, and I'm going to start off with a my number three is a banger in Brendan Shanahan. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Pretty Multiple good. cups, 500 goals. Solid left wing. Tough guy. Yeah. Coming in at number two on my list, Jamie Langenbrunner. Another Ooh, one, maybe like not the most one. marquee name, but it's he did everything and he did everything really, really, really good. And he, you know, he was captain for a little while there. So leadership skills. Just a very good, solid, reliable hockey player. My number two is quite a marquee name. And I'm sure my number two would be on Nick's list, except he was drafted by the Islanders. So we're not allowed to do that. Right. right. Very right. good. So uh, my number two is uh, Brian Trottier. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Pretty Brian Trottier, best Brian Ranger Trottier. coach ever. <laughs> oh. my number two uh is fan favorite here uh, on our podcast uh loves to be cut off by tara larita <laughs> michael pecca michael one of pecca. the uh sulky winner before and on the island um and i wish he didn't get hurt obviously his first year at the Isles, and uh, 
uh, had a longer career. And to be honest, you know, it would have been cool if he had him the whole time. He was a fantastic two-way center. Obviously, when the Selkie, the, the first year with us, he was everything. He was everywhere. You know, I, I, we haven't had a player like that since probably Trottier, honestly. That just unbelievable that year he played the, at such a high level. And with, you know, guys like Sean Bates and, and Mark Parrish on his wings. And I love those guys, but like Mark Parrish wasn't uh, an amazing player. And, uh, you know, it, it just went to show how uh, how fantastic of a year that was when just with everything with that, that uh, lineup he had to play with. But, man, fantastic guy to watch. My number two was rather recent. Um, and look, he didn't play that stellar in New York, um, but boy, his career was just sensational. My number two is Patrick Kane. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. And that's the Makes whole sense. reason behind this list, right? Yeah. If you could have had <laughs> my, him. My God in heaven. Listen, I, I couldn't put Eric Lindros on this list last week saying, fuck him as much <laughs> as we did. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about it, if, if the Rangers had gotten Lindros at the time where in what 92 that number one two center punch would have been Messier Lindros for the next however many years would have been would have been something to fucking watch yeah (laughs) would have been something to watch anyway sorry and finalizing my list at number one unbelievable I can't believe it's not well now listen to who it is okay it's Scott Stevens come on of course (laughs) Of course, so no, it, it's fine. But I can't so, believe you didn't even make your list. I I'm, I made a I made a oh. gross error in my in my honorable mention slash bottom end of my list. You are absolutely right. Tom Nemchinov. I can't believe it. Alexander Mogilny absolutely should have been on the list somewhere. Oh, you're. I can think of some of the time right. miss. I can think of some of the time is big right. time. So oh, but, but, I we'll mean, get Scott to Stevens. That. Scott Stevens is fucking right. I mean, come on, Bill. Okay, my my number one. Uh, wait, we're on number one, right? Yeah, my number one. Uh, one of one of my favorite guys of all. One of my favorite players of all time, Ron Francis. Ron Francis is at number mm. one on my Penguins list. Yep. My number one should be a surprise here. My first uh, jersey or first number I picked was number 77, Pierre Turgeon. Just fantastic player. Um, pulled over from uh, the Buffalo Sabres in trade uh, for Patty Lafontaine as part of that deal. And, uh, yeah, I wish we had him healthy and uh, his whole another, career. He's another been. one, yeah. Just had that career cut short. Look, I know I could have had a number of fucking oh other honorable mentions on my list. All right, I I could have I could have said Nash. I could have said friend of the show Marty Saint Louis. I could have said a lot, but my number one, probably one of my favorite players of all time, Pavel Bure. Stop. Hold on a second. Are you serious? Hold what? on a second. Hold on a second. Can you go through your honorable mentions again? Sure. Oh Tony Amante, which wouldn't count based upon what we what we what I know now. Uh, Mike Gartner, Marcus Naslin, Marty Straka, and Steve Larmer. And who was five? Sergey Zubov. Four. Marion Gabrick. Three. 
Brendan Shanahan. Two. Patrick Kane. And well, I assumed one. I knew who one was going to be. And Pavel Bure. <laughs> so Mark Messier Steve. doesn't make the list at all? Whose jersey did you have uh, on, I mean, Steve? we I, – listen, I, I was thinking about that. And you were thinking I mean, about that. Messier, to me, I mean, listen, he had great years in Edmonton. Don't get me wrong. But I've only known Mark Messier a ranger. And he won – I know he won five cups. I get it. I, I get five it. Five Stanley Cups in Edmonton. I, I know. But I didn't start watching hockey until the late – early 90s when Messier okay. came to the Rangers. So, to me, Messier was always a ranger. And we had him basically his career. What, what am I going to fucking look at his Vancouver years? Get the fuck out of here. I'm good. Uh, I, 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 to me, Mark Messier played the second half of his career as a ranger. I'm good with that. Okay. That, that explains to me it. why you uh, – that also explains to me why you missed Marcel Dion and Phil Esposito. I well, listen. I I thought about Espo too, but I didn't. I never watched those guys play. I could have said fucking Guy Lafleur too, but I never watched those guys. So it's not. I don't. I don't know. I, I tried to stick. I tried to stick with players that I saw. So and, I get your reasoning, and trust me, you can't go wrong with Pavel Bure at number one. But <laughs> the fact that you could have had Messier for I don't know six, seven more years. First, yeah. like four hundred goals of his career, or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't. I, I get it. Cups. I get it. I understand. I get it. I think that's more of a gross miscarriage than not having Alexander McGillney on my list. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say yeah. it's unanimous. No. You watched him. You watched him play. You have a chance to re- to to correct this grave injustice during the Adam next Graves. segment. When Adam Graves would have been a good one. Adam Graves would have been a good pick too. <laughs> Again, these these are guys that you know, Graves' best year was with the Rangers. So what am I going to going to hope he played what on that kid line in Edmonton with Martin Jelena that I wanted him on the Rangers where he scored twelve goals. So like I said, you're going to have a chance to make up for this error because you can get the trivia question right when we do <laughs> trivia Ooh. with Bill. Yeah. Now, this is the wrong bell. Okay, I got to find what page I'm on here. Yeah, God, God forbid you have the fucking page open. God forbid you know what yeah. order you would go in. God forbid you know anything. I, God forbid you show I'm up all, on time. I'm out of work. Yeah, I'm out of sorts with uh, mm-hmm. you not having uh, done anything on time today. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Uh, what is the only NHL team that has killed a live animal during a hockey game? I think it was Atlanta, the Atlanta Thrashers, no? No, they're not on the multiple choice. I, I, I was going to say that fucking Russian team that that had Yager and that fucking young Ranger prospect on it, but then you said animal. I yeah, thought you were yeah. going to say young, killed a young hockey player on it. Oh, no. Oh, oh I thought wow. killed a young fan. Killed a young fan. No. Yeesh. Poor Brittany Cecil. Must have heard you wrong. I have no um, idea what the story is behind this either. Boy, you'd, you'd want to say like a fucking like an octopus with the Red Wings, right? Something like that. But I don't know if I doubt it is that. No. Is it the is it the Boston Bruins? Is that how they got their name? <laughs> they, uh, killed, they killed, they killed the, the grizzly killed bear the in Boston. Yeah, just <laughs> walking down Nathaniel Hall or whatever it's called. No, I'm gonna say it's how they got the fucking the whole rats thing in the '96 playoffs with the Florida Panthers. I'm gonna say it's the Florida Panthers. With the rats. Was not the rats. 
That would have been my guess. Yeah, then they kill I, a fucking actually, rat in the locker room. Yeah, I actually legitimately yeah, I thought, thought that was going to be the answer, yes. Yeah, but, yeah. but this one says during a hockey game, not oh. not a, while they're in, uh, in the locker room. Oh, okay. Like, Did they, like, kill the mascot? Nope. No, it was not. It's going to be interesting. This what one, was the I animal? Don't know. You want to know the animal? Please. The animal was a bat. There was a bat flying across the rink. Uh, a gentleman swung at it with his stick and connected and killed it. Buffalo Sabres. The Ozzy Osbournes. Buffalo Sabres is correct. Just had to think about an old building. They were all old. Yeah, but <laughs> one the odd, the odd was terrible. Buffalo. Where the fuck did you Buffalo pull Buffalo Sabres. from? Yeah, no, just old shitty buildings. There was only a couple of really shitty. The igloo was a shitty building. The odd was a shitty building. Huh. And I am the winner. You are the winner. Good job. And now I'm going winner, to winner. make it two for two. Ooh, two for. And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four friends and rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Uh, is this, this player. a player associated with the New Jersey Devils? No. Player associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. Player associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. This player, player associated, associated with, with the New York Islanders? Yes. Ranger Islander. I'm out. I don't know. Ryan Bard. No. That was my guess. Is this player a forward? Yes. Did this player play in the 90s? Uh, yes, player an all star. No, I bet you there was some carryover either 80s, 90s, or 90s, 2000s stuff. Was this player more known for playing with the Rangers? No, this player won a cup with the Rangers. No. This guy would have played. He's, I'm sure he played three games with the Rangers and then five thousand <laughs> with the Islanders. Is this player white? <laughs> yes. Wow. So he's forward. We right. We got that. Yep. Yes. This player plays center. Uh. E... No. No. Did not play center. Was it Patrick Flatley? Hey! Wow! Wow! That was before he did Riverdance. Hold that one out. (laughs) Pretty good. I think you've you've named Patrick Flally a few times. I feel like. You've been waiting to hit that one. 
I'm a hundred percent sure you've said Patrick Flally. Like every time we have an Islands Rangers guy, you're like Patrick Flally. Well, I'm glad I kept on saying him. You wow. got it. You got and it. The question, he always says Pat Kelly. He's he's just he's just always gravitates towards. No, those, that, that's that's that Tina that Pat. says Pat Kelly all the time. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, no. Big Pat Kelly. Yeah. Patrick Flally played a vast majority of his games with the New York Islanders. How all many... of, every every season. Except for his last season, he played sixty-eight games for the Rangers. Sixty-eight games out of how many? So that was what, that was the Messier Gretzky year, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. So seven hundred games. Seven hundred games. He plays sixty-eight with the Rangers, and <laughs> he decides to pick. It was one season. Nice. One season, and he also started his first year, the year that the Isles, you know, lost to the finals uh, to, to the Oilers. So just missed out on all the Cup years. Uh, he was the jinx. Poor he was also guy. the captain for a brief uh, period of time, um, but he was never an all-star. And, uh, yeah. And his birthday is today. Oh, he, wow. That was very His relative. birthday's today? A day. Wow. Outstanding. Wow. Things Happy are birthday. definitely weird. Definitely Patrick weird today. Kelly. All right. Let's go to the state and Steve's stomach. <laughs> oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Well, I'm here. We all look so lean. Well, here we enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. And this one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2017. Please go to December 9th. December 9th. December 9th was a Saturday. Ooh. There was no breakfast. Lunch was a turkey and cheese sandwich with a Coke Zero can. Uh, There was Christmas present wrapping done in the afternoon. Do you write down what presents you wrapped? No. And dinner was from Panera. uh, Half steak panini, half Caesar salad with a can of Coke Zero. Tom, why? Did you pick December 9th? Well, if you didn't think it was possible to have sex with a ghost, well, this British woman does it, and she is loving it. I I want to meet Amethyst Realm, a 27-year-old spiritual guidance counselor um, in England, and says sex with ghosts is much better than sex with men. She she would know because she has made love. She has been intimate. She has made the whoopee with 20, count them, 20 ghouls. In a row? (laughs) Probably not in a row. Would that be a a ghostly orgy? (laughs) Realm said on a British TV show, 
uh, TV this morning, last week, uh, this obviously back in 2017, that she experienced her first truly spiritual encounter 12 years ago um, after she and her then fiance moved into the new home together when she felt a strange presence. It started with an energy, then became physical, she told host Philip Schoenfeld and Holly Willoughby. Uh, there was pressure on my thigh and breath on my neck. Do ghosts breathe? Or is that more of like a wind that you hear so you hear a lot about? Is that rhetorical? Because I, I don't know that any of us had, had ghostly encounters. Well, the things that you have heard. Things I, that you have heard. I haven't really heard. Oh, oh well, all right. Uh, I just always felt safe. I had sex with uh, the ghost. Uh, you can you can feel it. It's difficult Ooh. to explain. There was a weight and a weightlessness, a physical breath, and stroking, uh, and the energy as well. Realm said she had a love affair with a ghost for three years before a human lover came home uh, early from work and saw a shadow of what appeared to be a man. Since her first encounter, Realm has said she's had sex 20 times with various ghosts. Is it like that thing where the ghosts go around and tell like other ghosts that oh, yeah. she can feel like ghost intercourse? You're, yeah, uh, like you're going to want to go get in on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Go to England. Uh, it's possible. Uh, is it possible to have sex with Casper? <laughs> uh, uh, experts say yes. And more accurately, yes, 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 yes. Um, people have the richest fantasies. If they're getting pleasure from the fantasy, then it is possible. A uh, Some psychotherapist told Newsweek. Steve, you know about Newsweek, right? You were published in Newsweek. Uh, published in Newsweek. You yes, you're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing that up. No problem. Uh, Susanman, who practices in New York City, uh, she has she said that they she had clients with many fantasies and doesn't judge if the client has said he or she had a sexual encounter with a spirit. Having sex with a ghost is when it comes uh, when it comes to fantasy. Oh. It's really whatever gets you through the night. She said. Uh, yeah. So this was uh, this is a crazy woman, obviously. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what happened December 9th, 2017. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. What was her name again? Uh not not a three, not a three-named woman. This uh -huh. is just a, her name was uh, Amethyst Realm. Amethyst Realm. Amethyst. Yeah, yeah that sounds Amethyst. about right. Like somebody sounds that about... would. Yeah, well, correct. listen, she was a spiritual guidance counselor. Is that know. a real thing? <laughs> I, I, I... They, they help you with what spiritual college you want to attend. You know, they, they go through all that with you. <laughs> they, they check and see how you do on your spiritual SATs. You know, they, they help you along. Okay. <laughs> if you can have sex with one female ghost, I'm not at all. Who would it be? This game. Come on. Come on. 
You got one. You, you got one. Definitely. I'm out. Come on. I didn't say who would you want to get trapped in a box with. Come on. Probably Nancy Reagan, right? I'm out. Nancy Reagan? You wouldn't say like Marilyn Monroe? I'm trying to really gross you out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be more woke than that. I'm gonna say Harriet Tubman. Oh, oh. for you. I, I want. So I'm gonna see Susan, who visits you. Susan tonight. B. Anthony. Nope. G. B. Anthony. All right. Mm-hmm. Giggity. <laughs> Not participating. <laughs> Hard pass for me. Steve, staying quiet. Maybe it's Helen Keller for Steve. <laughs> for the record steve is laughing at that one we should just end the podcast right after that he doesn't have to say anything would he though? that's it that was that's it. it that was it <laughs> wow and with that i have finished my soda two two of them Not you one, finished your two. survey it's soda it's his second oh. survey. He's, he's probably gonna go he's get another one oh, zero. He's probably gonna get another one god forbid he doesn't drink all the soda gotta keep going you want to get another one? We'll keep going. I got another 45 minutes of content in me. Nope, no problem. We're, yeah. no, we're already 15 over. We're tw- actually 20 <laughs> over. We can start talking Jets and Giants. <laughs> oh, God in heaven. No, no I, 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 don't, I don't think that we should. I'm not talking about the Giants, that's for sure. <laughs> and and you, guys the thought the Jets, you guys thought the Jets were bad. Hey, I have to continually talk shit until they play well. I laugh at you people. Come on. What? Uh, the 29th is going to be just the worst football game in the history of the NFL. But one of them is going to have to play with a lead. That's yeah. that's the part that's going to – I mean, one of them has or, to. Or it's, it's just going to go 0-0 zero, zero all the way overtime. through. Mm. It could happen. True. The Giants I no, I don't, that, that's not going to happen. But I'm 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 legitimately horrified by this week. Like you guys were horrified last week playing the Chiefs. We gotta play the fucking Dolphins. Dolphins put up seventy on fucking Denver. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the answer for you there. I don't like what's. I would say what's wrong, but I'm what's going right for them at this point. Very little. Yeah, I mean Graham Graham Gano. He's been good. I, um, you know, Danny Dimes keeps getting up every time he gets thrown to the ground. Huh. Uh, it's pretty you're, impressive, you're right? Right. Only got I mean, sacked eight times well. in the second half. So he's bouncing. Like, he's durable. I don't know. I don't. We. I. There. There are no answers out there because <laughs> they. They look. They look so good in the fucking preseason. That's why. I'm not. I'm not really judging the Rangers on their preseason this year. I'm not, I'm not going into the season with very little expectations about what they are and what they're going to be. Because, because at this point, I'm useless. not sure. I'm useless. not sure what they're going to be. Well, I listen. I'm all right. I'm pretty sure I know what their what their what their end result is going to be for this season, but we'll see. We'll see. That's why I'm not freaking out so much about Lafreniere. I, all right, I, I am freaking. Oh, I'm freaking out a lot about him. Okay, I'm <laughs> freaking out a lot. It's gonna be an interesting conversation next week when we have to pick. You know who's in, who's out. Because oh, that's man. this. I mean, again, you with all of these other first overall picks, you kind of saw 
you saw that that stardom in them, that at least effort. I mean, even when Jack wasn't scoring, you knew what Jack was going to be because you right. saw it, you saw the player he was going to be. And I said this last year to you guys. I still don't know what fucking Lafreniere is. Right. I have what no idea. Of, I don't know if he's a third line fucking shutdown left winger or if he's a first line playmaking left winger. I have no fucking clue. And it doesn't help when he's playing an Islander team and he doesn't back check hard and lets the fucking opposing player score a goal and walk in all alone and just, you know, quick head, no chance, zero chance. And fucking credit to Laviolette for fucking saying, you know, back checking is a fucking universal language because it is. Everybody should hustle. Everybody should fucking back check. This guy wasn't joking. He really does have, you know, 40 more minutes of content. Just on Lafreniere Lafreniere alone. Let's, Let's go. No, we're good. Fucking guy. But and, and Offman and Cooley are playing much better than he is right now, and they deserve to be in the lineup but more it's... than he does. And he's not even playing versus the Devils tomorrow night. And as well, he shouldn't. God, it fucking pisses me off. If he just hustles, if he just applies himself. And, and on fucking Twitter, there was this whole thing about how he fucking drank beer all summer and fucking didn't work out, which I don't know. I don't know if I can believe that or not. He's he's a professional hockey player. I have to think he was on some sort of regiment. But then he partied in the in in the in the time that he could because he's fucking twenty one years old. But to to not train, to not go sk- through skating conditions, to not do any of that extra shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe of that. I don't. I wouldn't believe that. I don't think any of them would ever do that. No, I, I I think he fucking did both of those things. I think he 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 skated and he did what he needed to do, yeah. and then he partied. Well, like you said, he's, he's fucking yeah. twenty one years old. Do. They all yes. party. I can't so, tell you how many posts I saw Jack out on the lake and the you know riding the boat and then hanging out with his boys that. at night. And... The Hughes boys, they 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 party down. Man. They party, they man. But they also play all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But they, they, play, but they play, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Lafreniere was out there doing his <laughs> yeah. training. Yeah, it was crazy to to think he wouldn't be. It, it it is crazy to think that, but but is it so crazy to think that? With when you're what you see, what you don't get to see it every day. You don't see the result every day that we get to see when we watch him playing yeah. these games. When he doesn't hustle, when he doesn't, it looks like he's not applying himself. So maybe there is something to that. I don't know. It just it just really really fucking pisses me off. Okay, sorry. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Good. I'm scared. Don't forget to go on the, uh, on the Twix at friends underscore rivals. You will see uh, videos of Steve tomorrow in a Ranger jersey and a beautiful still image that was captured by our own William Fougere. Uh, oh, read us, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read it on the air if you want us to. Turn on notifications for our podcast. Never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Buddy. Hey, somebody. Well, I thought I thought you said that I did already, but 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 now you know I I will just mention that uh that uh you know the last couple of weeks now Tom has sent me uh, presents uh, after the show as related to the to the podcast. So the first week I got a squirrel, the second week I got an Alex Ovechkin uh, Funko Pop. Thank you very much, Tom. So great. since you're being so thoughtful, I would just wanted to mention that uh we did a, a lot of talking about 
sex with ghosts. So if there's some kind of arrangement you want to make there, I'm willing to try. I'll do my best. Okay, thank you. I'm not sure that that they have that on Amazon, but I will try. No inflatable Harriet Tubman's.